Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing some feedback because, you know, Thor Love and Thunder came out and everybody and their brother wants to talk about this thing, including us. And I don't even have a brother. So let's get to talking about another movie that we have no control over. My brother was uninterested. I don't have a brother. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And I'm Ashley Coffin. My friends, finally can talk about Thor with a little more leisure. Let's do this thing. We got a lot of people wrote in a lot of things. Uh, how, how's, how's Thor sitting with you after a weekend of it sitting in your belly? I still got a lot of love for the thunder. There's also a couple things that we didn't bring up that I want to bring up before all the emails, just in case. Yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. didn't talk about Hercules at all. Why didn't we talk about Hercules? <laughs> because we were overwhelmed. We did, we didn't were- we? No, we, did. we didn't. We no, did not we mention the name at once. all. Oh, okay, we must have talked. No, it was in the theater. I know. Me and Jeff saw it together, and so like I'm like, oh, me and Jeff had this conversation. It was in yeah. The Matt theater. was like, I'm really excited about that casting announcement. I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> What's the show he's on? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. And he is such a fun choice for that, especially if they stick with this sort of uh, vibe of the last few Thor movies. Like he's such good casting. He's so funny. And, but also sort of like manly and like, like, he's just really good. He plays a, like kind of a footballer, uh, who's like really gruff and always like angry, but he's got a really soft heart. And it's just like, he's really, really funny in that show. Kevin Sorbo is my only Hercules. I can't help it. <laughs> well, Kevin Sorbo is kind of a troubling person nowadays. I mean, that happened like now. Yeah. <laughs> Separate art from the artist. I mean, I can't help the 10 years. That Hercules has his hook center, you know, can't let, mm-hmm. it, can't let it go. <laughs> he was hiding how terrible he was for so long. <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, Kevin. That should be the meme. Every time he says something objectionable, just post disappointed in the Twitter replies. Just like the entire... We should just do an auto bot that every time he posts something, it just says, disappointed! You could do that, Jeff. Yeah, Yeah, Jeff could actually pull that off really easily. That would not be hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the six degrees of Doctor Strange, because Raimi was the executive producer of Hercules. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if anybody else knows, but they probably know now that the statue in the Illuminati uh, fortress was Xena in the background. Oh, yeah. It was modeled after Xena. It looked like Xena. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. pretty rad. Yeah. I I remember looking at it going, who the hell is this uh, Fina-ish lady? Like... I don't remember there being a Wonder Woman in the MCU. <laughs> I think it's Queen Maeve. I think it was Queen Maeve. Yeah, it's Queen Maeve. It's clearly <laughs> it Queen Maeve. Queen Xena Warrior Princess. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't quite work out, did it? It didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> More like Queena, am I right? No, that's uh, bad. No, that's bad. That's bad. So let's reel it back in. We got yeah. this. Sorry. So we didn't mention Hercules. Okay. Mm-hmm. Important. Yeah, it was really kind of a big deal. Uh, and we didn't mention the podcast awards. Oh, okay. Uh, That's true. We didn't. The time of year has come around again that the nominations are open for the podcast awards. You can go to podcastawards.com. Go do all the sign-up things so that you can put in your nominations. I'm not going to give you click-by-click instructions because I don't remember it offhand. But sign up. Do your nominations. Make sure to pick the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast for the People's Choice and for TV and film. 
those two, two categories. categories those two categories are where we are you can pick the rest for yourself like however whatever podcasts you know for all of the other categories there's a ton of categories but those two tv and film people's choice those two are where you got to go for mcu cast and that way we can win again and we can have another very surprising video. Title. Yeah, we yeah. got mm-hmm. to keep that title rolling. That's for our new listeners. We won last year because of you guys. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. Well, I'm not, not because ready of you guys. You weren't here yet. But the, the old ones. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not yeah. ready to give up my crown yet. OK, yeah. and I will go murder whoever wins. So can we please? <laughs> <laughs> Queen, Queen of Warrior Ashley. Got to yep. get her a crown. OK. <laughs> Well, I dig it. Yes, podcastawards.com. Vote for us. Uh, let or nominate us. Nomination round first, yeah. then vote. Nominations close on the, at the end of this month, seventh or at the end of July, seven thirty one. So get them in now. Yeah. If you and need the link, that, it's we'll... on my Instagram bio, electrical underscore ash. You can go right to the link from there. Uh, or we put them in the show notes. <laughs> I can do that. Panther USNZ. Asked in the chat, do we call you MCU podcast or Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast? It is a drop-down field. There is only one Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in the drop-down field. So you just drop that down, click on us, you're good to go. You don't have to worry about spelling. Sweet. Sweet. Okay, well, uh, let's get to love, more Thor 11 than our Into job. the feedback. Let's get into it. We got so much feedback, and let's do it. First up, we got one of our patrons, Sev117. I'm assuming that's a, that's a Halo thing, uh, the 117. Says, sorry, hi Matt, and whoever's on with you. I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> I have been on every single feedback episode for the last year. How dare you, sir? I love you for you. paying my bills, though, so you're allowed. Continue. Actually, <laughs> uh, you weren't on last week. I was on last. No, week. me and Jeff did it. We did Miss Marvel. Did we? What are you talking about? There were one or two. I'm just just be. I was I just think being I was so. not many. Not many. You've been <laughs> well, on almost no. all of them. No, last week was 4th of July. Yeah, and we still recorded episodes on Monday. Oh, that was the boys. Yeah, that's what and it was. And you guys did Sunday for a reason. I can't yeah, remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, I can't Because it was going to be yeah, a holiday. Yeah, it was a holiday. How dare you try to make me work on a holiday? <laughs> God, the working conditions! <laughs> so, 717 says, Hi, Matt, and whoever's on with you. Thor feedback coming up. Uh, you don't have to include this next part. When does he that end? He reads whatever's on the script. Yeah. <laughs> on the copy jeff will read it you know what i'm just gonna go for it i don't care what you said that i don't have to include i'm just gonna say it you don't have to include this next part first of all i accidentally got my ticket for the wrong format i wasn't gonna see this in anything less than dolby my viewing got delayed and i ended up a little drunker than i wanted to be (laughs) (laughs) anyways this movie was such fun my favorite thing about thor is that even though he has suffered loss probably the most of any marvel hero Wanda has lost, but not anywhere close to what Thor has, especially after this last movie. He continues to keep smiling and finds the things worth smiling for. God, Marvel, just making me relate with a nearly indestructible alien space god prince who, by virtue of that title, should be nearly unrelatable. Thor continues to grow in every one of his cinematic outings, showing the most growth of any Marvel hero so far. His leader, as most solo Marvel outings, has nothing to do with that. And I just can't wait to see what more love can do and what lasting mark she'll leave on the MCU. Basically, the kid at the end of the movie. I'm going to see this again sober, and maybe then I'll be able to picture how this movie will affect the future MCU. (laughs) Jordan (laughs) from California. P.S. Love is played by India Hemsworth, his daughter. 
Like as gay as love you 3000. I'm going to go pass out now. <laughs> <laughs> I love the candid nature of this message. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I, we did not definitely not talk enough. Cause I mean, we're going to be talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks, but, uh, love is such a cool part of this movie. Um, and seeing, seeing her at the end with the powers and just like, yeah, who, what is she going to do in this universe and how will she impact things? Cause she seems very powerful for such a youngin. So for such a youngin. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry. Youngling. His daughter's so lucky. Why? Well, famous people, their kids get to be in awesome movies. Yeah. Like his daughter got to do that awesome role because it was his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I kind of hate, fair. I, as a person who likes to make music and, podcasts and all kinds of other things i always get really frustrated when i'm thinking about like there are tons of artists and actors and things that i've found over the years that have been like this is so cool this guy seems like he came out of nowhere made his own thing and then i find out his uncle's a producer on whatever you know and i'm like yeah okay yeah. like everyone yeah. famous is famous because their their granddad was famous or powerful or rich or whatever it's like almost yeah. the very there's very rare few exceptions but it's almost everybody <laughs> What's her name on Stranger Things? Robin is Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's Oh, daughter. yeah. I heard that. <laughs> of course. Of course. Totally see that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, no, that's, that's not frustrating at all. That is just such a freaking inside job. I don't know what the term I'm looking for is. Yeah. Boys club? <laughs> not really, though. Actors club? No. Clickish. Right. Well, it's more just like power begets more power. And so people use their resources to help the, their, their children get more resources. And if their biggest resource is fame and their child wants to be famous, they just pour into that. And it, you know, yeah, makes but them luckily, famous. Some of them are pretty talented. Yeah. I'll give them that. Well, for sure. Talent also because runs in Because you families. have all that talent oozed into your DNA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not Damn taught them. to you by the parent who's good at it. Just They just no. give it to you. By virtue of existence. Yeah, for sure. You suck it out of them, yeah, children. You took it from me. Give it back. <laughs> Denzel Washington's son does really mm -hmm. great. Oh, yeah. He's wonderful. There's there's a, a ton of them that are wonderful. I, mean, I in no way say that they're bad. Some aren't, though. Kal-El, Nicolas Cage's son, not a great musician. Well, it's like, that's not his forte. So, like, why would he? Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, is the mom Priscilla Presley? I have no idea. Yeah, because then music would definitely be in the DNA. Well, here's the thing, though, is like, <laughs> yes, he's he's not a good musician, but you still know he exists. He's that famous that you still go, well, you yeah. still gave... His name's Kel <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> Turn around and your your kid is named... If, if you ever had one, your kid's named like Tony or Thor. You're like, but Kel-El is embarrassing. You know he was supposed to play Superman. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was like Tim Burton's Superman or something, Ugh. and it did not happen. But there are pictures of him in the costume with like yeah. chin length black hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, like, it's so sort of the weird. Superman, uh, Superman's Dead storyline or whatever it looked like they were going to do. Oh, the Sleep and Return of Superman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so seven one one seven. Just to actually talk about what you talked about, rather than the ridiculous tangents. Um, <laughs> we did. Did we though? <laughs> I so, started the ridiculous tangent with all the the love yeah, talk for for a brief moment. Mm -hmm. No, like the the bit about Thor being incredibly relatable, even though he probably shouldn't be a relatable character. Mm. I think that's the great thing, though, about Thor. Is I was talking about this earlier today. Like Thor has 
Thor has the same emotions as the rest of us. You know, he has suffered loss and so many people deal with loss and, and tragedy by throwing themselves into work or, you know, finding a mission and going on that, you know, and, or just trying to mask it with humor or drinking, uh, you know, <laughs> all of those things. So like Ragnarok and pretty much everything that he has had happen to him over the course of, you know, the five years that like, you know, he threw himself into the mission of, I have to defeat Thanos so that I can save my people. He failed that mission. He then cut off Thanos' head and was like, nah, it's fine, I did it. But then, like, didn't save half of the universe. Five years of misery. And then now he's back to trying to find himself. Like, I get it. It's all, like, it makes so much sense as far as uh, a, a person's arc, you know? Yeah. Just because he's a Norse god doesn't mean he's just like, nah, fuck it, it'll work itself out. Well, we talked about it a lot lately because we were comparing on another cast, we're comparing him to Wanda and she's also gone through a ton of loss. It's interesting to think about like, it's not, this isn't like, you know, tragedy Olympics or whatever. We don't have to compare them, (laughs) but yeah, because I wouldn't agree with that a hundred percent that he had more. No, I, yeah, I didn't say there were more. Well, no, you didn't think. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, what I was getting at is like, it's interesting to think about. I, I think they've both had a ton of tragedy packed into a few years, the few years that the MCU has not been good to them. Um, yeah. Just like, <laughs> why the, did yeah. they start filming their lives? Yeah, yeah exactly. It has not worked out well. This, this reality TV show that they joined is not going well for them, but uh, <laughs> I, it's interesting because Thor's life is very long. So he has all this experience to draw on that he's been led, led kind of a privileged life up until now. And now he's yep. gone through all this stuff. Um, and then Wanda, though, has just had nothing but pain her whole life. So it's like this weird, like, kind of who's who should be more prepared for this? Because if all you've ever had is everything's going smooth, 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 smooth sailing, then, like, your life falls apart. But then Wanda, she's just human. Well, not, not, not anymore, not really. Uh, but she, like, has just had nothing but bad things happen to her her whole life over and tragedy after tragedy. It's <laughs> yeah, just weird to think born about. Born in like, tragedy, raised in tragedy, yeah. continue living yeah. in tragedy. Like she should. She lost her people. Like it's yeah. very similar. She's the bane of tragedy. She's the the epitome of tragedy. <laughs> She's a tragedy magnet, if you will. Good band name. Tragedy magnet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is a great band name. <laughs> That's gonna be our Marvel themed uh, cover band. Tragedy Magnet. So maybe <laughs> if I do a Wanda album, I'll name it Tragedy Magnet. Oh, I like that. There you go. There it is. Uh, so next up, we got another patron. Jonathan Kim says, hey, what a fun movie. You know, I agree. I knew it was going to be tough to follow Spider-Man No Way Home and DS Mom, but Taika did such an awesome job. I loved the Korg narration, the goat screams, <laughs> reenactment of Thor Ragnarok, and Christian Bale's acting on gore. I can see how some people might have not liked the movie, but I'm pretty sure the majority of the MCU fans enjoyed the movie just as I did. With that said, it'll be interesting where they will go next. Spoiler alert, the fact that we saw Jane and Heimdall at the end, I think we will possibly see them again. My theory is that Valhalla is just another after-death realm like Black Panther's Ancestral Plains, Moon Knight's Duat, and Field of Reeds, and the Soulstone area, although I don't think anyone can come back from that that train or that trade 
uh, so the possibility that we will see Jane and Heimdall again. Uh, the MCU is definitely branching their stories out and leaving a lot of questions with a lot of these post credit scenes. Nothing in Phase 4 is understood yet except from WandaVision and Black Widow. Hopefully, we will see something tie together after Ms. Marvel or She-Hulk. It is a fun time to be alive and watch all of these. Love you all 6,000 plus. Ooh, thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, maybe. Maybe? Well, Natalie Portman and uh, what's his hotness who plays Heimdall? Idris Elba. God, I'm blank. Yeah, they've both kind of said they were kind of done with the franchise, so it was a beautiful send-off, but uh, we'll see. Hmm. Have they said that since yeah. the movie's been out? And so I wonder because... Uh, it, it to me, I felt the same way. Like they're they're dead, but what does that mean? And apparently, in the MCU, especially with what we saw in Moon Knight and stuff, like it seems that all that stuff is maybe reversible, maybe not. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Delhalla is exactly, and and what does it mean to be a god and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? There's all kinds oh, of craziness. Let me tell you a story of Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like spoilers for the comics, isn't. I mean, three, two, one spoilers for the comics. Isn't that kind of what happens with Jane? She gets resurrected from Valhalla. I mean, I don't think that there's a person in comics that hasn't been resurrected (laughs) at some point. So like in the comics, really death does not matter. No. So yeah, we're totally going to see. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty likely. There's precedent. (laughs) It just seems like a weird thing to put in the, I mean, to me, it's like if, if you wanted that to be the tone you left for those characters, you would put it at the end of the movie. If you wanted it to be something pointing toward the future, you put it as a post-credit sequence, you know? So it right. being a post-credit sequence mm-hmm. makes it feel like, oh, we're going to... But I did, I did yeah. like seeing Heimdall a lot. So either way, I loved it. Oh, yeah. Um, I think somebody mentioned in a, in a Facebook chat or, or on the Strand of Panda chat or something uh, that they did not like Heimdall's wig. It's like that, oh. that wig that he had on. Ashley, what are your thoughts? I mean, it didn't look terrible to me. He looked relaxed and happy. That's what I thought. That was the hair that he would have chosen for himself. So who am I to say anything? (laughs) I mean, it's not like it looked like Dr. Strange's wig, plastic wig. Oh, yeah. You know, it looked like it looked, I don't know. It did look like I, that's, that's how I felt. That's the, the vibe I got from it as well Is like, Oh, this is like this is at home Heimdall in his like in his yeah, PJs. Yeah, he's just chilling. Yeah, this is him in his PJs on you know like glass of red wine in I'm hand. Dead yeah. man. Like, who cares anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, let a girl. Yeah. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a Heimdall no longer at war. You know, lo- no longer he's got on his duty. pajama pants on, <laughs> croissant in hand or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I went to croissant. Yeah, he you know he gives a real croissant vibe off. <laughs> He's, that's a refined gentleman is that's what right. that is that's right <laughs> he's not eating biscuits he's eating croissants <laughs> he could be eating literally anything else <laughs> come on he's croissant is an upscale Valhalla. biscuit it, it, right <laughs> mm. it's all fluffy and buttery no well a biscuit is from England and a croissant is from France Whoa. so croissants are flaky oh, and like more doughy he is from, he is from England so He's from England, so he's probably having biscuits and quotes. But isn't, bisque, but isn't biscuit over there mean cookie or something? Yeah, but that's not what Heimdall is. So it's true. Like, that's true. Heimdall, I mean, who knows what <laughs> Asgardians, Asgardians actually eat, but like if they're, if they're like Scandinavian, then like, but I guess they're eating like 
stewed fish or like <laughs> sure they have some kind of bread yeah, yeah. certainly some uh, bread and honey or whatever uh, like he's there. just drinking mead <laughs> that's all there is i like that more solidified mead. We'll, we'll go with that glass of mead in <laughs> hand mead biscuit yet another good band name mead biscuit mead biscuit yep <laughs> Ooh, i don't know if i like that one as much no Okay, just go to the next one. Uh, so we got another patron, Star Wars Audio Comics, saying, Hey guys, so I have one question about Thor 11 Thunder. Overall, I really like the movie, but the one thing that didn't make sense to me for the movie logic is how did Jane get to where Eternity is in the center of the universe? I mean, I'm guessing that Thor got there with Zeus's weapon, which also gave him the power to share his power with the kids. Uh, because otherwise, why didn't he do that before? Like in any of the Avengers movies, that is all. Mm. Hmm. Maybe because all the kids added together is only like three people. <laughs> <laughs> In what way? Are we talking like yeah. their actual mass? Like, or <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Or like ability to have strength to push forward some kind of bolt or raise yourself up. Right. Like, little kids have don't have a lot of energy. So like five kids is probably as strong as Five to seven kids is probably as strong as right. One of so us. you mean like in usefulness? They're, they're only worth three yeah. people. Like I'm like, how many ten year olds could I personally take out? Probably three. <laughs> All right, you've already revealed you've given this too much thought. So let's uh, let's go ahead back to the question here. Listen, if you've ever watched Children of the Corn, everybody should think about how many kids you could take out if they all came at you at once. <laughs> Ashley's watching episode three of Star Wars, just like, yeah, do it, Anakin, kill them. Those kids were not presenting a problem, but if they were trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> how much of your aversion to children comes from Children of the Corn? A lot. I, I'm just, okay. All a right. lot. That's, That's why children like and it. religion, terrifying, because of Children <laughs> of the Corn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! If you're a ginger, oh, even goodness. worse. <laughs> if your name is Malachi, get the hell away from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how she got to eternity. How did she get to eternity? Uh, the Bifrost got Thor there, right? Using Stormbreaker, she was riding uh, the Pegasus. She's oh. riding Valkyrie's oh. Pegasus. It's Valkyrie's Pegasus, which that like the the winged steed of the Valkyries are able to traverse the uh, Ganunga Gap. Oh, this is Norse mythology coming out here. They're able to traverse the Ganunga Gap and go from Midgard to Valhalla with a soul in tow. Yeah, it's likely that it has something to do with the the Pegasus, actually. That's a really good point, because she doesn't use the Pegasus once she's there, right? Like, she just uses it to travel. So, like, that's probably she borrowed uh, Valkyrie's Pegasus, which apparently has the ability to transport her. Yeah. Valkyrie's like here, take take the keys. I can't yeah. drive. I'm, I've been stabbed. It's actually the horn is like how you do the ignition. So like he's like, yeah. hey, here, take what? the horn. What horn? On a Pegasus. Oh, they don't have horns. Yeah, unicorns yeah. are the horned ones. Oh, <laughs> true. <laughs> Oof! I screwed it up, guys. Lost one princess point. <laughs> 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 we just lost like six listeners who really really care about the difference between unicorns and pegasi yeah they're like it's not a pegacorn matt pegasi. <laughs> it's pegasies <laughs> i think it's pegasies like meese no i think it would be pegasus's being a greek root too real we made it too real <laughs> 
so yeah that's this probably the the pegasus of the valkyrie that that got her there um and thor sharing his power i don't think it was zeus's weapon i think zeus's weapon is what made the um like that's what made the the lightning into a yellow color for everyone um instead of the trademark blue that thor has always had yeah but well that's norwegian thunder this was greek thunder yeah, it's <laughs> greek lightning versus norwegian thunder mm-hmm. <laughs> so i mean i don't know it it's odd that he wouldn't have done that yeah because gore gore already had had stormbreaker at that point so right i guess the bolt had traversal abilities as well or did Heimdall's well, yeah. son help? No, yeah, but he got there because of the bolt. Okay, like he, the, he he did he like raised up the bolt and he had that little globe around him. It was basically a, a teleportation thing. Okay, just like a, he just poofed out and bamped in over there. Yeah, I think the Pegasus is the answer to this question. I yes. think that's pretty solid. I'm, talk- I'm solid, talking. I'm uh, talking sharing Pegasus his power. for five hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the the Thor the Thor sharing his power seems like it was a result of the bolt or. I like that headcanon anyway. I'd kind of forgotten he didn't have the same weapon at that point. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know that it was, though. I, like, I want to think that it's a, you know, like, it's an Odin son or Odin lineage kind of thing, because Odin was the one that said, you know, whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power yeah. of Thor. And he was saying, like, you know, be these children worthy, you know, for a limited time only, they will possess the power of <laughs> Thor. Or whatever. Yeah, that, and, I did love that. Mm-hmm. So, so like, it's the same kind of thing that that Odin did to enchant the hammer, but like, and maybe Thor couldn't do it before because he wasn't as strong as he is now and doesn't have this new like newfound inner power. Right, which is the thing that I you was know? saying. Like, kind of breaks the breaks the Thor story if he can just create more Thors at a whim. Mm-hmm. The Thori. Yeah, it breaks the Thori. Maybe you only get one lifeline like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a one and done kind of thing. Re, Regis <laughs> Philbin steps in and says, I'm sorry, you've already used that. Yeah. <laughs> Called on another. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that's, I, I, I like all that. I think that all works. I don't know. I, 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 I want to say like, you know, Zeus being sort of, you know, father of so many gods, like maybe he can give power to other, you know, other god, other beings like that but of course in greek mythology it's basically just has lots of children that have powers so yeah zeus like zeus does the fucking odin is just like all right let's let's talk uh i need some help so here's some power let's do the thing i'm gonna yeah. take it back when we're done <laughs> yeah it, it is funny that he like i really it, he gets a chance to give a bunch of asgardian children powers how he has that chance we're not totally sure uh, if he always has that chance, whatever. Is it just his pride? Like in that moment, it was his pride that he was like, for a limited time only, because he's uncomfortable with Jane having that power, you know? Um, yeah. As he was like, it, well, I'd be uncomfortable with children getting to keep that forever, too. Yeah. Oh my, that is fair. Goodness gracious, you're fair. not wrong. <laughs> like we've talked about this, how like the X Men, the just yeah. mutants, like teenagers having awful powers is terrifying. Yeah, I'm fully yeah. pro registration in the real world. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get all of them bracelets. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, they all need the collar. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, you saw what happened at the end when the little girl was like, I don't want to wear boots. And she tried to, she tried to laser him in the face. She tried mm-hmm. to laser eyes him in the face. And only because he was quick to, like, put up a brand new pan. Mm. Mark me again. What was that? It's Alexa being all nosy and shit. She was like, collars for children, ordering now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, somebody's detected at the front door. Groceries are being delivered. That's what it is. <laughs> Lies. Uh, looks like Ashley Durov sent us an email. I just finished Thor Love and Thunder, and I have a question about Mjolnir. Or Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the movie, it shows Mjolnir broken up and placed in a case. The movie made it seem like Mjolnir was still broken because Hela destroyed it. However, Captain America used it in Endgame and took it on his journey to return all of the Infinity Stones. Is, it, is this a different hammer because of time travel? Did the Asgardians take it apart to display it? Is this a continuity error? Let me know what you think, Ashley D. I mean, it, it was the one because it was the one from the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the 2012 Mjolnir. Sorry, we were doing an Ashley to Ashley thing. <laughs> I, was, I was watching it like Ashley's got that. Because like, as I'm reading, I saw Ashley out of corner of my like, eye being like, no, it's know. not the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's the one from time travel, as you as you said in your uh, feedback there, Ashley. But it's because yeah. that, that hammer was still sitting through all of Endgame. Thor's original hammer was just sitting in, uh, you know, in Norway on that mountaintop. That was just one yeah. they borrowed from a previous Thor. <laughs> right <laughs> as cap was putting back all the stones he also had to put back Mjolnir to maintain the timeline yeah i wonder if like in 2012 for like a, a little bit thor is just like where the hell where is my hammer where did i put why like he, he was very distracted it. with jane being there yeah he mm-hmm. was they were having lovey-dovey to like space talk That's on the, what uh, gave her on the bridge <laughs> of lothlorien or wherever that was it was beautiful <laughs> Asgard. Asgard. <laughs> it looked like Lorien. Yeah. It's like, that wasn't an elven forest. That was definitely Asgard. <laughs> Is this Alfheim? Oops. I, you know, I would have, if I, if I were Jane, I would have asked Thor for a tour of the other realms. Because, you know, Alfheim, Svartalfheim. Is it nice that time of year? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, and that's the problem. I need to go find out. I need to take a trip through Helheim. <laughs> Muspelheim. Doesn't sound like I want to go to Helheim. Jotunheim. Those are the three bad ones. <laughs> I've already seen Midgard. we got five left. Let's go. <laughs> Stop just showing off how many realms you know. <laughs> no, the, she needs to... Like, so, like, Thor was saying, you know, the nine realms. And, like, she should be like, okay, well, can we go there? Can, yeah. can you take me there? Because I've got some vacation time stored up. <laughs> you know, I got some PTO I can take. <laughs> She's her own boss. Yes, yeah. she is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she, I want that book. I want the Foster Theory book. <laughs> I really enjoyed I that it. scene. I, I really enjoyed Jane in this movie a lot. Like the, the yeah, whole. Yeah, um, I mean, her being sick was like uh, made it very emotional, but like it just—it was a great extension of her character, and I liked the, how like she's pretty funny and kind of silly in those first in the first Thor movie, and she kind of got to be that again in this one. I feel like the last appearance in um, Dark World, she wasn't as funny, and I think like uh, Taika—it was the script. Yeah, yeah, totally. Taika, I think Taika brought that back out, and like 
it makes sense because she's sort of like dour and she's sick. And then once she gets the powers, she's just like, hey, guys. And she's trying to like her trying to come up with a, a catchphrase was wonderful. Uh, it was just <laughs> really first good. bad guy. First bad guy. My first bad guy. God, that was so great. It was silly, but you, you, you totally can see that being like you know, being that excited to be a hero and just getting to uh, have powers like Thor. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you look at what happened with like with Miss Marvel. She's a fan of the Avengers and especially Captain Marvel and Carol Danvers. Like she's a fan. She's a fan. She's a fan. Oh, she gets powers. And now she's like, oh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Jane ha- like has been in it, has been like very much tied up in it. And then oh, I've got powers and she is just as much, if not more that more of a nerd than Kamala Khan. Because she's a freaking scientist. Like she was a nerd. Un- she was a nerd young. Decided I want to go be a scientist. Went to school. Became a, a doctor. And is now Doctor Jane Foster. That's two different kinds of nerds. No, 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 no. It's not. <laughs> you don't. I this. am a nerd and love Marvel stuff, but I can't do science. You haven't tried. Yes, I did. I was in high school. I <laughs> well. haven't tried. <laughs> those types, those two types of nerds can coexist, but they do not necessarily. And that's why they have yeah. to. It's a hundred percent. They have to. No. Without veil. I personally call it geeks and nerds. Geeks like yeah. like pop culture and fun things. Nerds are actually good at stuff. <laughs> yeah, nerds are like Bill Gates. Nerds run the world. Yeah. Those two things can be the same guy, but they're not always yep. the same guy. I will give you that fine. <laughs> <laughs> but Jane is absolutely a part of this and has been like she's been feisty too. Like mm-hmm. whenever she saw Loki after after the events of Avengers, she just blah, just smacked him right across the face. Like, bitch, that is a god of mischief. What are you doing? Like he could stab and or wreck you. Uh, in when a you're heartbeat. sleeping with his brother, you're not That's worried fair. about that. <laughs> <laughs> he got my back. Boo got my back. Yeah. <laughs> You better be glad I'm holding my man back. Mm. I am sad that they cut the scene of Jane getting the powers of yeah. Thor. Yeah. Because we know that they filmed it. Uh, they cut a lot of stuff. Mm. You remember the behind the scenes stuff that we that we happened across where like she was in the air? Yeah. Like, I and wanted it was that. in New Asgard. Like All of that was there. Like Why did they cut that? Well, and if they're going to cut it, I feel like they cut it because they, they liked the fact that she just shows up in battle and I think they liked his reaction to it and everything like and I, yeah. that's, that's a really fun way to introduce it. But if you're going to cut it for that reason, don't put his reaction stuff in the trailer. Like if you care enough about maintaining that moment where you get to see her for the first time, like don't show it to me in the trailer. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or you could have even showed it in a flashback when she was explaining like you have the footage. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Well, he said the movie's real cut is four hours. I think there were scenes with Dinklage at with the Bale, Dinkles. and there were scenes with Jeff Goldblum with Bale. Because you would think that maybe Gore went to go see um, Dinklage's character was what was his Eitri. name? Etri. Yeah. to go get Stor- a Stormbreaker. So mm-hmm. he probably killed him, and that was too much. There was a lot of stuff that they filmed that got cut because they said it was too intense for audiences. And I'm like, did you guys not just watch Doctor Strange? We can handle it. I mean, yeah, some people right. can't. Well, and that's the thing is like we can. That movie's made for 
people that are fans of Sam Raimi, and that's not what Taika was going for. But I mean, there's some pretty dark stuff he in this one, too. He did go for it, though, and they cut all of it. There was a lot of scenes where uh, Christian Bale said he did some... He did this one scene where he came through, like, a screen and then bit somebody's head off, and they cut that. Oh, gosh. It does sound yeah. amazing. I, I would love to see more of what they did, and I'm sure we will. There's scenes in the trailers that are cut. Ashley's over here like, release the Taika cut. Yeah. I know. And I don't usually say that, but I'd like to see it. Yeah, Taika came out. <laughs> Taika came out. Uh, there was a news story today that Taika was like, I do not want to take a cut. Like, I am very happy with what we ended up with. You never know why they he cut things. He has to say that. <laughs> sure, I agree. But also, like, you don't know why they cut things. Like, yes, it is about, like, appealing to the audience you're aiming for. And if they did it too dark, the kids wouldn't be, you know, if they also, if they did mom and then a really dark Thor, it'd be like, Oh, I guess Marvel's just not for kids anymore at all. You know what I mean? There's like, where's the dark face? There's, there's uh, a, there's definitely like business and like corporate reasons, but there's also stuff like maybe they cut the Jane scene because like it just interrupted the flow of the movie. You hear that all the time where like directors are like, I had to cut this because it just like did not work. They cut Valkyrie licking her sword and I don't care for that. <laughs> no, I don't either. That sounds pretty great. That was in the trailer. A lot of people have written in the Facebook chat like I was waiting for that and it never <laughs> happened and I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, yeah. I saw a lot of people saying that they wish there was more gore in the movie, but apparently all the stuff with gore, they were like, oh, TM, too much for TV. Like It was too... Yeah gory there you go i bet i bet we get an extended cut like maybe not a taika cut but like i bet i I wouldn't be surprised if they did an extended cut or at least we get the uh deleted scenes Mm -hmm. on the yeah give me those horror deleted scenes yeah i want to see gore with uh the grandmaster like those scenes are there you filmed them what were you guys doing i don't want to know because there's also that scene from the trailer where we see thor and valkyrie pretty much on sakaar because there's all the garbage in the background and we didn't get that either yeah true i think there's this thing with marvel that's happening right now where they're trying to they're trying to rein it back in and and make the smaller movies but then they have access to anything they want to do and Mm -hmm. so many characters and so i think they try things and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes it doesn't fit the vision um but it's it's (laughs) it's vision could have been in this one too (laughs) yeah exactly sorry uh but no like (laughs) the the big thing i was thinking is like they also seem to be trying to stick closer to two hours like yeah. I think there's been like a lot of creep on their times over the years on the up until Endgame, you know, it just kind of got bigger, bigger, bigger. And I feel like with them going back to standalone stories, they're wanting to be like, okay, let's try to make two hour movies, okay? Yeah. Like let's do that. And so some of that stuff, just like this was four hours, and we just got to cut some stuff to make it work. What did they cut out of Mom that I just read that uh, Scarlet Witch killed Mordo in the beginning because he came yeah. after her at the cabin and she cuts mm-hmm. his head off Oh snap! and they were like, Oh, I guess we can't start the movie that way. Well, <laughs> and, and it wasn't just that. Apparently she like kept his head. And then in that scene where they finally show her like flip to evil and you see the whole fields are burning or whatever. She's like got Mordo's head and shows it to strange and like, don't you hate yeah. this guy? I did you a favor. <laughs> oh man. That would be even better though. I know. It would and, be like, especially good. with that whole, like, you know, you break the rules and you get, you know, they love you for it. I break the rules and I'm the bad guy. Like this guy tried to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to kill him. Yeah. See, <laughs> he tried to kill you. <laughs> like I did you a favor. Throws the head at his feet. Like just disgusted with the whole thing. Ugh. 
I love it. I know you're <laughs> joking by puppeting the mouth and stuff. It worked in Tropic Thunder. Oh, gross. That scene is so gross. <laughs> that scene is so gross. Oh, I hate it so much. I love it. <laughs> I love that movie, but that's the, that's the scene that I can't take. I can't take it. The, like, ah, shit. No, no, no. <laughs> Blood flavored corn syrup. <laughs> so gross. So gross. Okay. But you joke about like Wanda puppeting Moro's mouth, but with like Sam Raimi directing and. Elizabeth Olsen acting that part and like doing that, I could totally see that. 100% like, see oh, it. It would be so good. Yeah. It would be so well played. Yeah. Mm. I wasn't joking. Like, that's the scene I want. Did you guys watch the assembled yet about it? No, no I'm about to as soon as we're done podcasting. It's an hour. It's hosted by Bruce Campbell and it's amazing. <gasps> what? Oh. That's amazing. All right. They talk a lot about the characters' directions. Like, you, you get a whole lot from it. Until next time, true believer, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, let's do at least one more of these feedbacks. Let's do this. All right, Todd Fitzhugh sent us an email. Toddy buddy. I like Todd. Todd's my buddy. Oh, Todd's your buddy? Okay. On Insta. Hey, Todd. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since my last feedback, but thought I'd share my thoughts on Thor Lat. Ooh, because he's got the lat uh, muscles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Muscles. Here goes. I really liked it. It was pretty much the perfect amount of comedy, action, and emotion, with pretty much all of the jokes landing, with the exception of Thor's chat to Stormbreaker on the end of the boat. However, that led to the great conversation between Jane and Thor about their feelings and her cancer, which was very touching indeed. So maybe it was a a ploy to get them both on deck? Despite us not seeing him kill very many gods, I thought Gore was an amazing villain, and the taking of the kids was terrifying. Christian Bale acting was simply superb. I'm sorry, it's Gore the God Butcher, not Gore the God's Butcher. So y'all came in with high expectations. (laughs) (laughs) He butchered one gun. God Butcher. Honestly, honestly, I really liked what they did with the distress calls. Because like you got to see the the expanse of the the galaxy (laughs) and like distress call, distress call, and like just tons of pips. And like every single one that they that they clicked on, or every single one that they looked into, was our gods are dying, our pantheon is being murdered. You know, Gore the God Butcher showed up. We're dying, we're dying. It's all the same guy. Like that, just that really like lands that weight without actually having to show him doing that mm-hmm. to you know like a god killing montage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, and what it does to me is it lets it have the weight of like not just it's it's hard to feel bad for gods but it's a lot easier to feel bad for all the people they're leaving behind and their their worlds are falling apart because so like it's not yep. just the gods that are dying it's almost like okay kyler in this shit you know kill the old gods or yeah whatever. like but uh then you think about like these are actually gods that are serving people and like all these people are suddenly like wasting away or going to war or whatever. All the, the chaos that's ensuing, you know? Yep. I think that was, that was an interesting way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, it's the unknown consequence of like, Oh, now there's famine. Now there's war. Now there's, mm-hmm. you know, all of these bad things. And like, yes, I get it, Gore, that you don't like gods because that one, especially was a prick, like straight up and down. That guy was a prick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he probably deserved it very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. but like the rest of these i don't know man if you're just if you're just cutting godheads off like for no reason other than you're mad at your one gore you're uh, being a little god racist okay yeah just like a little bit touch a god gore, racism 
Hashtag not all gods. Am yeah. I right? Right. Wow. <laughs> so bad. You're being so really god keepy right now. <laughs> god keepy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> to continue this email that Todd says, the goats were hilarious, especially crashing into the planet. Korg, Korg was brilliant as always, and I laughed so hard when I saw his mate Dwayne, who had a beard. The sound Mjolnir made when it came back together was so satisfying. I love seeing Darcy and Eric, Jane, great, Thor, great, Valkyrie, great, I could go on. This film ticked all the right boxes for me. Is it the best MCU film ever? No, but it's certainly not the worst and is just a great and entertaining watch overall. MCU-wise, do, you, do we think that we will see Jane again? She wouldn't be the first person to escape the afterlife, after all. Uh, also, I can't wait to see more of Thor and Love, which I imagine now that he's a dad, this will be the last time we see Thor being predominantly comedic. Uh, one last thing, sorry this has gone on a while, but not being a comic book man myself, could you please briefly touch on how much the characters of Zeus and Hercules feature in comics? I only know them from Greek mythology. Thanks, Todd. You want to take that one, Jeff? Whew. So Hercules has his own comic, just kind of in general. <laughs> right. Um, as far as, well, like, Zeus is is you know the head of his pantheon he's the head of the greek pantheon uh Ares at one point was an avenger as part of the mighty avengers and then uh, as part of the dark avengers he kind of took on the the thor and wolverine role of uh like within the avengers team whenever norman osborne had taken over hmm. um and uh so the hercules and Ares, and then like uh the rest of the Greek pantheon have, you know, snippets here and there that they, they show up in. Um, but especially Ares and Hercules are, are big names mm -hmm. um, in the comics. And Hercules has uh, a sidekick often in Amadeus Cho, who is the kid, the, the son of Dr. Helen Cho, who we saw in Avengers Age of Ultron the scientist in Korea that made the um, skin graft the, machine, thing. the skin graft machine that ended up making vision. Yeah. Um, so her kid is known as like one of the smartest uh, minds in the Marvel universe. Um, and he's often a, uh, a sidekick or, or hanger on with Hercules, but Hercules was in, I mean, he's been, you know, he's dealt with the Avengers. He has been a part of uh, the super team, the champions, which the champions are seeming to come together as a team. Uh, probably soon, <laughs> like, you know, given that a lot of the original members of the champions have been featured in film and TV yeah. recently. So it's looking like a champions team could come together. And like, especially if you're throwing Hercules in there, like, could be a thing. We could see another, you know, OG Avengers movie with a champions team up kind of thing. Cool. Um, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so cool. And Hercules is a lot of fun in that he is, he's not a god technically. He's just real freaking skronk. Could you define that for me? I've never yeah. heard that word. He's, he's, uh, He's buff, 
and the muscles work. Okay, so that means, where did you hear that? Uh, skronk. <laughs> he's a real skronk. Um, I don't think but that's no, a like, thing. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's a very powerful dude, obviously just like the, uh, just like the, uh, the tales of old mythology, but like, you know, his weapons of choice are usually like a sword, a giant sword on his back and a mace that he carries around. Uh, and he, <laughs> this like, he loves being a hero. Like he has no qualms about it. He's just like, yeah, let's go f- him up. <laughs> like, and then when he's back home, he's sorry. He, when he's back home, he's at his, uh, he's at his club or whatever. And he's just got like tons of people, like ladies, guys. He's just like, everybody wants a piece of this man. And um, who am I to deny him? Like he's all about the life and it's really funny to watch. Yeah. So, so in basically in short, the Marvel Greek gods are a whole source of, you know, powered people or powered individuals that they use from time to time. Uh, And they've used them in different teams and all kinds of stuff. But you know, I don't think any of them have ever been as popular as, you know, our big ones that we know now. So like, it's so funny how, how much a hero factors into the universe of Marvel or DC or anybody is just like where, how popular they are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Spider-Man's supposed to be the kid from Queens, but that like has some limited strength and power, but he, they, they take him all kinds of multiversal and everything has to like kind of center around his story. A lot of the times, you know, he's always like one of the protagonists yep. of, of, of the big crossovers and that's, it's fun. Uh, but yeah, like it, I think that's the thing about Hercules like that. I don't think he's ever been the most popular. So like, he's never been like the biggest impact on the universe, but he's there and he's does, he does factor into a lot of teams and stuff and various storylines. He does yeah. stuff. He does he stuff. He does stuff. He does stuff. <laughs> he, uh, that, that is all. <laughs> I'll cut all the rest of that. I'm just gonna say he does stuff. <laughs> One of the only people that has like made him, uh, self-conscious, I guess about, uh, about his his own manlyhood or whatever or manliness or whatever <laughs> is she hulk oh, oh yeah i see it yeah makes me self-conscious she hulk like did a uh, a little wine and dime one night stand and like dumped his ass on the curb naked <laughs> that's amazing good for her and he's like trying to put his robe back on and everything and he's like he's looking at somebody like do you think she'll call and they're like nah man he's she's not gonna call yeah so another thing that todd brought, brings up here uh, he talks talk about Stormbreaker. Did we get a resolution to that joke? Because I, I kind of I kept expecting there to be a little bit more of a resolution to the joke of him being like a jilted, jealous lover. <laughs> uh, you know, Stormbreaker. Like the, the, I know that I know it's used. As, it's a really funny joke, and I love it throughout the movie. I kind of expected at the end of the movie there to be like some moment of like Thor really like letting Stormbreaker know he cares or something. You know, I don't know. Like some sort of like last like. I'm trying to remember. Was there something I'm not thinking of? Mm. I just thought it'd be nice if like in battle, they were like fighting together. Like he's lost him. He has to get him back from gore. And he's like, there's a moment where Thor's like really happy to see him or something, you know, to see Stormbreaker. <laughs> I know he yells at him. He's like, Stormbreaker, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the funniest line of the movie. Doing That's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you participating? <laughs> Like, you could just say no. Uh, the uh, I just I keep thinking of the conversation that Gary and I had on the way back, uh, like on the way back home after seeing the movie. Like it would have been great if Stormbreaker had more personification 
and like actually made the choice instead of like being ripped from Thor's hand or whatever. Oh yeah, like made the choice to go with Gore because he feels and, jealous and, and yeah, and then, because like <laughs> to, well, then you got to take him out. Well, then he's evil. no, no. Then to stop him, like Thor has to like pledge his loyalty and be like, no, yeah, I didn't mean it, Stormbreaker. He has to reconcile. <laughs> he has to reconcile. Like like. You know, like they're lovers, basically. Yeah. Like I promise, it's, it's, she means nothing. Just old girlfriend. Oh. Like Stormbreakers, just being a mouthy bitch. She just needs to get in line. Oh, yeah, you can have more than one purse. <laughs> so Stormbreaker was just okay with being given to the daughter, though. At least at the end, seemed like everybody was. Happy. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was odd. I was like, after all that shit that we went through with, like. No Stormbreaker, Mjolnir's just my old weapon. I'm never gonna use like you you give not only, not only do you give Stormbreaker away to use Mjolnir again, but you gave Stormbreaker the axe, the two-handed gigantic weapon to this little bitty kid. She can handle it. Yeah, but a little I mean, little little eternity. I mean, come on. Yeah, like baby eternity over here, but like still, like Three foot tall kid with like a four and a half foot tall axe doesn't. You're, think, you're thinking all like, optics, man. Stormbreaker's just happy yeah. to be near the power, you know? Stormbreaker <laughs> went with the more powerful person. Yeah. 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 Ooh, okay, okay. That's where we're going. Okay. Okay, Dan. <laughs> oh, come on. She's, I think it's, I think it's pretty likely she's more powerful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw the reflection in the water of eternity with like hair yeah. blowing and then pan up and yeah. it's the kids mm-hmm. and uh thor that, seemed pretty upset about those laser eyes uh shooting him shooting at him like i don't know he seemed upset that it was a brand new pan yeah but like he had to dodge it it wasn't like he was just like letting it hit him you know okay if a kid walks up to you and punches you most of the time at that age you're like all right that that did i can barely feel that but he had to dodge that stuff you know like that that laser those laser eyes are powerful maybe you're trying to tell me what I would do with a kid punching me, and uh, we can't talk about that on the cast. <laughs> what did you say? I'm Jeff sorry. Jeff said he wants to punch children. <laughs> if a kid punches me, I'm decking them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like the little punches, you know, the little like three-year-old punches. It's fine. It- no, if it's, if it's like play fighting, sure. But if the kid comes up and like tries to sock me, no. Nah. He's going to get you right in your junk, and you're not going to be able to do anything. I'm going to be mad and get one swing in before I go down. Kids are always junk size, so you're in trouble. They really yeah. are. It's, I'm, and I'm tall, so it's like right at like face level mm. <laughs> for most kids. Even older children are like right there. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most children are just right there. How tall you are depends on how old the kids who punch you in the balls are. <laughs> Yeah, I I actually think I grow in size depending on which kid's going to sock me in the nuts. <laughs> That's a weird superpower, Jeff. I don't, Isn't it? I don't love Isn't it? it. I didn't ask for this. But it's the power that you deserve. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So you just you, sometimes you get what you deserve. Um, yep. Love it. So it's like, you deserve to get hit in the nuts by every kid. <laughs> and it needs to be convenient and easy for convenient them. Convenient and consistent. <laughs> yeah. But real quick, SparkSam85 says, did, uh, did Love actually pick up the hammer? Was she worthy? I just uh, saw she drew on it. 
Did, we don't, we don't no. think we see her pick up the hammer. He's in like, I thought about that though. When, when, when he walks in, it's like, where's my hammer? And it's like, oh, it's in this little, it's in bed or whatever. He picks up the little basket with the hammer in it. I was like, oh, and it was decorated. Yeah. Yeah. Like she put makeup or drawing, drew a face on it. We'd have to see if there's drawings on all three sides. Oh yes. Like are on all four sides or just on the three sides. Mm, good point good point <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really funny that they didn't show us the other sides so we get to speculate about that question so like yeah. if you had shown it's inconclusive. it all it would have been like she had to have picked it up like or someone worthy had to have held it for her who's holding the hammer for, <laughs> for, <laughs> it's thor, like did thor just lay it down and she's like well i mean well it's here <laughs> or did she like pick it up and be like uh, this face needs one now this face yeah. i i'm legitimately curious and that's a silly thing but i am very very curious yeah. if she can pick up the hammer or not do you honestly think though that the child of eternity would not be worthy i don't i think that's okay. why she has stormbreaker okay yeah okay. It, that does make sense it, it also just like i think of worthiness as more than just like power level right like yeah. so I, I, yeah I, yeah i don't know what kind of moral life eternity lives it seems like it's beyond us so like what does worthy mean at that level they, well, i mean according to the law kids can't make their own decisions until they're like 18 or something so like can't be held responsible for worthiness at <laughs> or something <laughs> all right it's really up to the parent at that point <laughs> <laughs> mom can i be worthy enough to hold meal near <laughs> oh. no honey i've made some bad life decisions okay well guys uh we will be back soon with a miss marvel episode feedback and then we've got all kinds of things coming at you very very soon we've, we're going to uh, if you're joining us for these thor episodes and you don't normally uh join us here for the cast please subscribe um uh, wherever you're seeing it uh, we put out episodes every week talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we're going to be doing a retrospective very soon where we go back to the very beginning of the Infinity Saga yeah. and, and rewatch the movies, and we're really excited about that. So if you're like uh, a fan of all the old stuff and you're just really wanting to hear us uh, kind of opine about the, the those movies and like kind of look at look back look back at them and what we think about them now you know almost 10 years later or over 10 years later i get to join in now yeah you never yeah. got to talk about how, how most of them mm-hmm. no i like, really came in right when it ended yeah 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 so that's <laughs> super exciting to have you on those we get to look back at it with all of this this knowledge of the <laughs> of the future yeah. as we're watching it yeah like let's see see some of the things that maybe we had we haven't seen before because we're like oh in the light of what cap does this scene makes totally different sense now you know yeah it's cool i'm excited about it and ant-man was everywhere that's right we'll start spotting little ant-mans be, <laughs> that would be such a great troll you know disney now goes on there and they make little changes like the hair over the butt in splash <laughs> it would be such a great troll if they went over and like put little Ant-Mans in very, very tiny places, just like in certain shots, but very hidden is like, where's Ant-Man or whatever. I don't know. Be, be <laughs> yeah. pretty great. Don't pretty actually great. change like the outcome of the scene or anything. No, just, no, no. Like he's right there. He's watching. Just Ant-Man's just chilling. He's like, he's time traveling Ant-Man. He can do that now. He can do anything. That's right. Quantum realm, baby. Uh, Quantum <laughs> realm, baby. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Vote for us. Bye.
Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. God, and I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff. And I'm Ashley Coffin. <laughs> do we want to do that again? <laughs> yeah, yes, I think we, we do. do. <laughs>